0: That's where I'm very woo-woo. I just love crystals. That's where she's very woo-woo. Not <laughs> cat. <Captain> Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Signal, the podcast that raises your frequency. I'm Maury Fontenot, Purpose and Intuition Coach. And I'm Melissa Grushka, and
2: I regularly consult my magic eight ball. <laughs>
1: this week we're talking to a very special guest, a channel medium psychic fill in the blank fill in the blank let's do it you ready to go ready as ever bean what's up not a much what's up over there why do you make that face when i ask you what's up it looks like (laughs) bad (laughs) things are up for our listeners i asked bean what's up and she kind of gave a shrug and a disappointment i did i don't i don't know it's a weird time of the year Camp is wrapping up. We're like summer's
2: almost over, but it's not. You know, there's like still a lot of stuff left. I don't
1: know. It is. (laughs) I'm tired. Like you know, my birthday is. um,
2: Oh, I know. August. Same. You know
1: my birthday because so is yours. And oh, it's our birthday month. Woo! (laughs) Um, and I always like I love my birthday, but I hate the timing of my birthday because it's always back to school time, and it's sad.
2: I know it's always
1: been that way my
2: whole life, so I'm just used to it. I'm not as big into birthdays as you are, though. I'm not going to no, lie.
1: I, I love my – I think that's oh, a little I know. Bit of Leo I got in there.
2: I know. I saw your uh, calendar, and it was a big block off for all around your birthday. And I was like, what is this all about? <laughs> Silly.
1: What is she, seven? I take seven? off the day before, the yeah. day after. I am seven. Your
2: assistant was like, uh, she likes to just block off like basically the week around her birthday. I was like, Okay. <laughs>
1: Because I don't want any stress. Okay, whatever works. Yeah, I just want to enjoy myself. <laughs> Treat yourself. Sorry, thanks. <laughs> any uh, cringy things for us? Ugh. You got? I told you the cringiest. I'll reshare really quickly. I was at a friend's
2: beach house for an adult only weekend. My husband was home with the kids. We take turns going. Um, I had a little more than too much to drink when I receive a text from said husband in- sharing that my middle child has injured herself pretty badly. I think it's so I think it's just kind of not that big of a deal. So I pick up the phone again, mind you intoxicated and call to hear my child screaming in the
1: background, the worst feeling
2: her foot. She hurt her foot. Long story short, my mother rushed over. My husband took the one child to the ER at the end of the day. She's now she's potentially a tiny break, but definitely a bad sprain. And she is in a boot now for four weeks. But it was me being far away with people I didn't really know that well and having to navigate like this moment of do I run home? What do I do? I'm too drunk to get in the car. Yeah. It was it, it was cringy all around. And you had mommy guilt. Major. I still do. I still can't decide. Eventually, I was like, it's okay. He's got this.
1: But then right. I still was like, he does eh. got this.
2: Yeah. And he did. You know what? He did get it. Correct.
1: Yeah, that's hard. I know. That's my worst fear when I'm just like letting loose and having a good time. It's like I'm going to get a call that I have to get my act together real fast.
2: It's the fear that all we all have when we start like having one too many to drink. Like what if something goes wrong right now and I have to get it
1: together? Plus I was like two hours away. That's it. How about you? I am really trying to take our dog Kaya who's nine months old on like leashless walks. And she does a generally good job. She listens to – TJ better than she listens to me. But there's this like trail here that the dogs are off leash. So it's kind of like a dog park, but it's also a trail. And she doesn't give a crap about the other dogs. She gets so excited about the people. And I took her on Tuesday. I was super proud of both of us no anxiety. She was doing her walk. And then she just like, I don't know. I think golden retrievers have zoomies, right? You've heard. They sure do. So she like loses her mind, starts running around, like going up to people. They think she's super cute because she's still a puppy. They're like getting her all riled up. She jumps on this poor guy who's wearing a baby Bjorn with a baby in it. I was like, screaming her name she was excited to see the baby i know people are looking at me like chick do you have control over this dog i'm like i does don't know she
2: have control over does you? she have
1: control over me yeah so that was my cringe i don't know if i'm allowed back to the dog park that's not really that cringy i'm sorry and also why are you trying to off leash just for her own like enjoyment yeah and it's just easier Freedom. like i want her to be the kind of dog we want her to be the kind of dog who can just do it we live in california man it's just oh it's, it's different free, yeah free and we're all into leashes on the East Coast. We don't, we don't like leashes. We don't like to leash I love ourselves that. here. We like freedom. Yeah, I love that hippie mentality even applying to the dogs. Mm-hmm. Well, Bean, we have a super special guest today. I can't tell you how excited I am. I'm Friday. super excited too. We have someone who has been, I don't even know, a pivotal part of my life for the last decade. Yeah. She is, I don't even know the right label for her. We'll let her tell us, but I like to call her a channel, a psychic channel. Some people would say one of her tools is that she's a medium, another is that she's a tarot card reader, another is that she's a healer. She's just got a lot of tools in her toolbox, but she's just pure magic, is what I would she's say. She's a multifaceted magician. Magician. And she's here to talk to us about all of those things, and we're also going to do a little fun thing where our producer, Anushri, is going to come on at the end, and she's going to give her a reading, so <gasps> it's going to be fun. I'm This is going to be a fun excited. ride. I'm excited for all of this. So excited. All right. So without further ado, Raya is here to talk to us. Raya, welcome to the podcast. Hi. 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 I think we need a clap track for what we have people on. We yeah. Hey, note to the editors. Can we put a clap track? Clap track, please. <laughs> Insert clap track here. Raya, how are you doing today? I know this is not... Um, quite the time of day that you usually like to be up and makeup and gorgeous as you look. How,
0: how are you feeling? Thank you. I'm okay. Yeah, it is a, it's a little bit early, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm yeah. here. I'm present. You're a night owl. That's, yeah, that's one way to call it. I'm a night owl. I'm definitely <laughs> a night owl. Were you I always realized, always a night owl? Yes. I realized when I was four. Oh. I was laying in bed and looking at the window, and the sun would just do that, just peeking. And I remember here, like, I can go to sleep now. So, and that's been since as long as, that's that was the first recognition. It might have been sooner. But, yeah, all my life. Matter of fact, in my high school, they actually let me come in later because I was such a good student. They were like, you know what? You're just, like, not here the first, you know, first class. So... <laughs> We're just going to move you back a little bit. So I was allowed to come in later. Wow. That's really nice of them. How
1: progressive. Totally. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was. <laughs> all right. Well, without further
1: ado, Raya, let's get right into your magic. I said when I was introducing you that it's really hard to describe what it is you do. What do you prefer to be called? What, what do you call your magic?
0: Well, I, too, have all different kinds of things. It depends on what I'm doing at the moment. Uh, I will often say spiritual guide. That is a way of having an umbrella Mm -hmm. for everything. A lot of what I do is channeling, uh, what I understand or what we understand to be channeling now. I I actually don't give it a specific label because also what I work with also is like with the labels, humans and their labels. So (laughs) Mm. so (laughs) totally, I do things that are considered mediumship. I didn't know that those things were categorized when I was a child. Uh, I just know that I got in lots of trouble with people for doing what I do. Ooh, so. We want to hear about that. Wait, can I
1: ask you before we get into it? When you say a channel, what are you channeling?
0: The process of channeling is really just as simple as listening, feeling, and knowing. And I was to, to describe it beyond that. <laughs> yeah. You said
1: they say, or when, when I asked you, you said they who's they
0: they are a constant flux of beings that i work with and have since i can remember since i actually started forming sentences in my head as a tiny child so let's start with <laughs> every being question <laughs> every being every single one of every being is a multifaceted concept right and it shifts throughout our understanding and our evolution. What it was 7,000 or 10,000 or 15,000 years ago may have a different label that we call it right now. And so I don't refer to them as names. It also can be beings that have been physically incarnate in this realm. Uh, a lot of them are not, have, never have been incarnate. And so I give them descriptions rather than names.
2: I'm listening so intently that I can't (laughs) even speak. My mouth is like, oh, do you see me listening to her talk? I'm like, I couldn't even get a word out. I was like, okay.
1: I have a feeling I'm going to be asking most of the questions because your jaw is on the floor. Agape, mouth agape. I was like,
0: "Uh uh-huh, I
1: see. Rhea, I want to talk just a little bit about how we met and then I want to get into these beings and why they're talking to you and what they want. In general, because I think it's really important to talk about the fear that comes with thinking about someone like you when you're not familiar with what it is you do. I mean, obviously, there is a lot of negative gossip and, you know, mythology out there, association with being a medium, being a psychic, being a channel, talking to beings that others can't see. I'm sure you've dealt with that for your whole life. Um, And I think that there's a lot of fear that's kind of put into people. For me, it was my mom really telling me how dangerous psychics were because when she was little, I guess they went and saw a fortune teller in Tehran and the fortune teller told her that her mom was going to die really young and that didn't happen. Um, And she had such a negative association to how this person had like put, implanted this idea in her head that Left her with this anxiety that then didn't really come to fruition. Now, her dad died when she was really young. So I just Mm. wonder if the fortune teller had the parent flipped. But anyway, um, she had really freaked me out about it. I have had my own gifts, which you've helped me understand that I was also really afraid of for a long time. So the first time I came to see you, my friend Leah was like, you have to go see this woman. She does tarot. She's spot on. And so I was like, okay, I'm interested. I was, I think, just had had my second baby. I didn't know Leah introduced yeah.
2: you to. Oh, Leah, we're fun. Shout out Leah.
1: Shout I know. out
2: Leah. Hey, Leah.
1: We uh, went to see you. My sister came up from North Carolina. This is when I was living in Maryland and we came to see you. And I was so scared. <gasps> I walked into your apartment that you put us in your little waiting room because <laughs> you were finishing a session, I think. And first of all, you know how, like, you think you're gonna go see a tarot reader bean and you like, what do you imagine? What would like, what's the image that goes in through your mind?
2: Velvet draped dresses, <laughs> right?
1: Headpieces, all the like know. Hollywood nonsense. And yeah. I, Crystal balls. Ray opens this door and it's like this sweet woman who's just smiling at you. She's like, hi. And <laughs> I was like, okay. You're like, where's your headdress? I was so freaked out that I went to the bathroom and I locked myself in the bathroom somehow. And I was panicking, like trying to open the door. My sister's on the other side of the door laughing at me. And I'm thinking there's like spirits in her house locking me in. So anyway, all of that to say, so much fear that I had. And then I sat down with you and I remember you laid out the cards and you looked at me and you said, oh, you're divorced. And I said, no. (laughs) No. You made that face you're making right now, which is, oops. And he said, (laughs) oh, "Oh, I don't usually see things like this so positively unless they're positive. Oh, wow. And I remember being like, what is she talking about? And so I had just had a baby. I mean, I think he was like six months old. And I was like, uh. And then you went on to talk about kind of my career, my life with my sister, things you couldn't have known about us growing up, about how our parents separated, about how that felt. Um, and so there was so much validation of the things you knew because you didn't know me, but that part about the divorce really freaked me out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't come back to see you for a year because you know, you saying that scared me. And then, sure enough, we did get separated and divorced a year later. Look at my mouth, I know, still this whole time it did end up being the best thing to ever happen to me. That's how I stepped into my own power and my <sighs> own, you know, yes. intuitive and what I do now was was through that divorce. So anyway, all of that to say, you're phenomenal, and you've changed my life. But also, how do you look at giving information like that to people? Like when you said that to me about, you know, I don't normally say things like this unless they're positive. How does that work with you when you when you know when you have a knowing about something with someone? How do you know they're ready to hear it? Like, how do you manage that?
0: Oh, first of all, thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Uh, well, how do I... Ma- it, it depends on the person. It really does depend on the person. There are times I get something and I do get, yeah, they're not ready for this. Mm-hmm. However, with you, when I, when I just go like that with the information, I just come out with it, they're like, yeah, no, they're cool, they're fine. Even though you did mm-hmm. not feel fine, it was... There's, like, there's a very strong, like she could it, handle it. Yeah. Well, it, it feels like when you look outside and the sky's blue and you're like, oh, the sky's blue, right? Right. You debate about which kind of blue it is. However, it's that kind of feeling. It's just like, oh yeah. Okay. This is, this is the info. It just feels right. like
2: that. My, my question is about tarot. Mori actually gifted me a, a tarot deck that I sort of use uh, completely recreationally and I have no idea what I'm doing, but when you do tarot, since you're much more experienced, can you explain to me the cards that do come up? Is that, I don't know how to ask this. Is that like the universe putting the appropriate card at the top of the deck or do you, are you drawn to where to pull so that you read, pulled the correct card. I,
0: I'm very unfamiliar with all of this. I would describe it as a combination of all those things. Okay. there. One of the concepts that is difficult to relay is that there are many possible and probable realities. I'm very glad that modern entertainment is now getting into that. Right. Because any slight shift can change the, the pathway. So it's a combination of the... We'll just call it the energy for lack okay. of better energy around you assisting in organizing it and then I will actually be drawn in one way and everybody uses a different form of how they're sensitive to what to pick up what pile to pick up oh. some people do it completely different I used to have people shuffle with me and since the pandemic no more sharing of the shuffling so it Considering that I also can do by phone and all this right. other remote stuff, it's it depends on who the person is, how they want to do it. You'll notice that all of us do it slightly differently.
2: Oh, Those who do what
0: it. I do, we do. I it thought there was a real process. I had no idea. There is a process, but it is a it is a matter of also being drawn to it, feeling it. I can use my hands. I can use the physical body to sense it. Other people just feel it. You know, they just know. So they go towards it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, everyone has a slightly different process.
1: Raya, when did you start to know that you had this gift?
0: I was two. Two years old. (laughs) And you remember this? Yes, very distinctly. Okay, I remember because my friend got really, really upset. Because society has taught us to be upset with That which used to be just everyday, it just like people like myself, we were, we came from certain families, we came from a certain lineage and it was like, oh, they're, they're dot, dot, dot. There's all different, different languages, um, that have different words for it.
1: Like an oracle or you mean like positive words, they were sacred, they were, they were valued in ancient society.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And in Scandinavia, when that, which is like myself would show up with her entourage the king would step out of his throne and she would sit there while she was there mm, during that Hell bilge. yeah. It, yeah, it used to be, not that she lorded it over, it was just like, right. this is a place of respect. So it went from being like high up there with whoever the leaders were to shoving that which is like us out into the woods, making sure that she was banished. Anyone who did it, they destroyed the families that had the lineage as best they could. The, the issue is, is that we're going to crop up. We're still here. And mm-hmm. it's still that um, the gaslighting propaganda... We can insert a 20-minute rant on patriarchy right now. <laughs> Just go ahead and insert that. Because yeah. that, it is all propaganda. It is a we, very natural part of our evolution to have these senses that go beyond the very banal. So I did also realize if I there was a danger in using it or being open about it, but there was also a danger in not using it because when Mm. you don't use it and you have very, very strong gifts, it can be very disruptive. And I kept trying to repress it. Right. Disruptive to you. Yes. Personally. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Can you say more about that? When we try to repress I call it gifts, some people call it curses because, again, it makes you kind of an outsider from, mm-hmm. from the norm. But when you try to repress those things, it can come out in very difficult behavior, it can come out with addictions, it can come out with uh, not being very grounded, like I started using alcohol and drugs very early, mm-hmm. uh, including smoking, to just try and dampen it, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Even though your family
0: seems so supportive of it. Well, they are, but society is not. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Right. And they're, they're, they were supportive of me knowing what I am. Like my great grandmother, she didn't openly use it because she was very Catholic. Right. Mm-hmm. And so all her gifts, she could just, you know, blame on Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. Everything. It was Jesus did it. Jesus did that. It was none of her powers. It was all God and Jesus. And so it was a very easy way of being like, oh, she's just very religious, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, you will notice, will kind of couch what they do in their spiritual religious practices, right? Mm-hmm. They they can be say, oh, they're like that because they believe in that s- certain kind of religion. And you can't really insult that religion. You can't go after that. It's hard because then then you're a bigot, right? So that was one way. And I didn't really resonate with any religion. So I was out there just having these abilities and skills going. But I absolutely refused to become, you know, go into the church or anything like that. I actually got thrown out of the church.
1: Can you please tell that story? (laughs) I was just going to ask you to tell your Sunday school story.
0: Yeah, this is, okay, so two I'm talking about past lives. Four, as you can tell, you know, we're we're Catholic, so like everybody else, I was sent to Sunday school, very young, and it obviously was Easter time, because we were making Easter baskets, and I, again, wow. even very little, just don't resonate with specific religions, right? When I understood them later and where they came from and understood the history, then I could start incorporating stuff in the cycles of nature, right? And I was like, oh, now it makes sense. But before just being told to do something, I'm not very good at being told to do something. Me either. Yeah. Mm. That's another... We're very rebellious. Well, We validate ourselves. we were very self-validating that way. So I'm in the middle of making this Easter basket and I'm getting just pissier and pissier.
2: As one does when making an Easter basket. <laughs> right. Like, ugh,
0: this is just so stupid. And so I, I'm doing that and then I hear a very clear, calm voice. Now, it's remember, it's not audible. It's not like I'm actually, no, this way, that you hear it through your ears. It's this very clear sentences or talking that happens within... So it's like a thought, but that just
1: shows up in a full formulated.
0: Right. Okay. As if somebody were implanted in your head and they're they're speaking and you know, it's not you. Um, right. It's a very clear voice. There's really no emotion to these things. And this is something you and I have discussed a long time. There's It's completely yep. emotionally neutral. Now, I will have to say that my pissiness was resonating with this, like, oh, I see that you're you're feeling this way. Um, and what it did was it validated. It said, this had nothing to do with me. This has nothing to do with what I teach. And That's I'm like... That's
1: what the voice said, the thought yeah. was, this Easter yeah. basket stuff has yeah.
0: nothing to do with who I am. Right, exactly. And it was speaking very, very personally. And I'm like, I didn't even... Because I'm already weird. I didn't really question that. I was like, ha, validation. And... So I stopped, I put my hands down, and I sat there. Like, see, we say this has nothing to do with what you all are teaching, right? So I just sat back. And the teacher sees me, and she's like, work on your basket. Get that done. And I just went, no. And she's like, so, of course, she gets very angry, and she starts yelling at me, you know. From 0 to 11, gets very upset. And starts telling me to get it done or I'm in trouble, right? So I stand up, I grab the basket, and I throw it across the room. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And I said, this has nothing to do with what he's teaching. Nothing at all to do with what he's teaching. And then I point at the teacher, because now it's communicating, and and I say, he's saying that you don't listen to his words. You never listen to his words. You never, ever listen to what he's saying. As you can imagine, I got really, like, in serious trouble. and Yeah. For doing this. And she called me a blasphemer. I had no idea what she was <gasps> talking about. Um, and she turned beet red and she threw me out. Next thing I know, my mother's picking me up. And my mother just looks at me and she starts laughing. We were silent for a while, but then she just starts laughing. And that was another form of validation that I did not actually get in trouble. My My mother was just... She thought it was the the funniest thing. Like, you go, kid. (laughs) Because this, that validation right there where she laughed and I got in no trouble, that helped me to continue to communicate with it. Instead of shutting it down? Yes. It was like, okay, so this person here who could not hear the fact that I was reflecting to her that she is not open to it actual communication I didn't know that most people were not open to communication let's just put it that way so that when my I actually didn't get in trouble with my family I just simply never went back to Sunday school or church Um, I avoided church quite often it allowed me to go okay so what's what's going on here what was that And through that, I was able to, this is the other part of it. When you start sensing stuff, you start going, okay, I need to do research. This is, you know, way prior to the internet. Uh, So I had to go to bookstores, libraries, all this other stuff, going, what is this? What does that mean? Now, in doing all that research, I, I discovered just how much trouble people in the past Got into, and I understood. Then I learned what does a blasphemer mean, right? And in the past, they could easily kill us for just casually communicating with that which we know, right? Is there a gender associated with these? Well,
1: beings? you're talking about this. This channel is Jesus. Let's
0: just be clear.
2: Oh, is that what's happening? Oh, I wasn't well, I don't. Clear. I don't call it that. Okay. I
0: understand that. At this time, that's could be what it's referred to. Okay. The other thing, it. I say he at the time because I was four, and that's how it identified at first. Okay. Because that's how we understood it. That's how we read about it. Wait,
2: this is when you're four and you're tossing Easter baskets across while talking to the
0: teacher. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, While I'm talking (laughs) to him. Yeah. Wow. I understand it now. It's not a gender, and it has been. It has. It has expressed itself to many people over a long period of time in different forms. And it's us that puts the gender on it because the gender is just so irrelevant. Mm. Right.
1: Can you actually talk about that? I remember the first time you explained this to me and it, you know, when you hear something and you're like, it just feels true to your core, to your soul. Can you talk about this consciousness that shows up in our society over and over again to try to help us evolve and how we call it different things. Can you give that view to our listeners? So like some people, so it shows up as Jesus at, at one point in history. It's shown up as other things. What is that? What does that mean?
0: In that particular form? Yes, it is. I, and I could say some very controversial things. Um, Ooh, because I like that. People, yeah. Well, you know how some people believe that it was incarnate, physically incarnate. And there are times when we'll call them prophets are physically incarnate and we have proof right? We have proof that as it's understood today, wasn't actually in this physical realm, right? And then, of course, a lot of people are going to get upset. It's like, no, it was actually born. Well, there were aspects of it that were born here and did try to enlighten humanity and got into a whole lot of trouble. How I understand it as the way they tried to express it to me. It's almost because I love crystals. That's where I'm very woo-woo. I just love crystals.
1: That's where she's very woo-woo, not <laughs> channeling Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> but I'm not I see that that's how I don't I, I don't feel I'm channeling Jesus Christ. Right. I'm 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 communicating with that which is referred to as right. Jesus. It is right. what we would call, it's a light beam, And again, I consider that, even though I go roll my eyes with that, because it is not just light. It is, in the ancient form, it, I believe they said the Christos, anything which is the light bringer, mm. right? And light is, isn't light and dark. It mm-hmm. is because dark is not actually evil. It's just simply darkness, that which is unknown. So the light is enlightenment awareness Mm -hmm. see how they're they're trying to shut down awareness now by being Mm -hmm. anti-woke it just Mm -hmm. simply simply means becoming aware of information that you did not know before it's anywhere from knowledge to actually feeling that evolution happen in real time i have a feeling getting off off no no i
1: i mean i think if if i'm saying it correctly and we don't have to I think your information, your knowing, is that that enlightenment consciousness um, is all one energy, and it can manifest in a physical form or not, but that it is existing to allow us to evolve and enlighten and we humans decide this is what you look like and this is your gender and we're going to just worship this one aspect but it's a much bigger aspect that manifests over and over again in different ways to try to move us forward
0: yeah that's where i bring in the crystals so they they will invariably try to communicate in ways that an individual understands like i love crystals so they showed it to me as a multifaceted being like a okay. crystal, where each facet is the way that it a person can pick up as a filter, right? Mm-hmm. Each facet is how we're filtering it. So it, it is a multi dimensional being, and it is far from the only multi dimensional being which just keeps expanding and expanding and expanding. It's just one aspect, right? It's mm-hmm. one multi faceted being that at certain times people will. see it in a certain way and then later they'll see it in a different way and what it it was communicating with me was that it's it's way too limited to see it in only one aspect expand them so you can you can imagine this information coming through was just getting me in a world of trouble right right (laughs) now now later on at 12 i'm trying to explain these things to my friends while well, not even, you know, being of a particular religion. So this is where we start to be like, can we just shut it down? I don't know how to shut it down. Oh. Can we just stop being like this? Can we just stop receiving all this information? I know you're, you're trying to get me to do what I'm here to do, which I realized later was here to do. It's like, can you just shut up? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just you're getting me in all kinds of trouble. Especially
2: at that age, it's probably extra tough when you are like among all these people who are unsure of themselves and their worlds and you're like,
0: hey, listen up, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And And all
1: you want to do is fit in. I mean, it's so hard to be different when you're a kid Mm -hmm. and a teenager.
0: I kind of sort of wanted to fit in. I kind of sort of wanted to be on the outskirts. Yeah. Because there's a wanting to fit in, wanting to have your own tribe, right? That I wanted. But I began to see others as, I I can't be that shut down. So it was this real big mix of wanting to have my own tribe, wanting to be validated, wanting to be different, you know, all of that stuff. Being born into an artist family, right there, you're just, you're on kind of the outskirts. So I always just like, hey, listen, I'm weird because I'm an artist. An artist do weird (laughs) things. So it was like, oh, she's an artist, so she's going to be a little wackadoodle, so that's, that's fine. Mm. Like, I'm sure people are going to be like, wow, why do you, who do you think you are talking to this being? It's like, I didn't start the conversation. It started uh-huh. talking to me. So it kind of reaches out to that which is open to it. And, I, and I, as of now, I speak to many, many different kinds of beings.
1: We mentioned that one of the tools in your toolbox is being a medium. Can you briefly just describe what being a medium is exactly and how it works? Do you see ghosts? Do you talk to dead people? Like, what does that all mean for the person who's just learning about mediums for the first time?
0: Okay. Where would you like me to start? (laughs) Tell me
1: for you what being a medium looks like for you. How do you communicate with, with those spirits?
2: And do you have more favorite spirits than other spirits? I'm curious. No. <laughs> no it's all very neutral. Even from your end, it's all very yep. neutral.
0: Interesting. Very neutral. Whoever wants
1: to show up. Oh, you're not like, oh, hey, you again. Hey, bro. I've seen you, Raya, do mediumship where you are describing to someone. You've done this with me, actually. This is one of the times where I got goosebumps all over my body. Is The first time you saw my grandmother in a channeling session and you described her to me physically, perfectly. And I'd never shown you a picture before. You'd never met my family before. How do you know what these ancestors, these spirits that have passed on our loved ones who have passed on look like?
0: They will show me a visual. They will show me a visual and I'll just start describing. It's like, as if you remember the person, you know, if you stop and think about somebody, oh. stop right now and thought about your grandmother, you yes. would get a visual. So yes. Like, they show me a visual of somebody I've never met before. So it's and
1: not like a ghost is walking into your house doing the weird Hollywoodized woo thing. You're just, it's like a memory in your head, but of someone you've never met.
0: They will sh- they will show me within, but I will physically get a sense that beings have walked in. I've, I've actually, right. now with me, I have a high, st- I startle easily, you know, past all stuff, long explanation. I startle easily. So I have told, I realized at some point, oh, we can manage this. We can work with them and say, listen, if you're going to do that, if you're just going to pop up and I see you, I'm going to get freaked out. So then I'm going to shut down if I freak out. And then, then 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 where's our day, right? Now we have to start all over because you've got me startled and now I can't do it. So let's, let's just not do that. So I've told them before, don't show up. Don't let me see you. I don't like that. But there oh, are other family family members who are, who will literally see them, and they're fine with mm. that. And sometimes they'll be like, "Why is that person staring at me?" And I'm like, "Sweetie, they're not actually here, and they're mm. staring at you because you're." Stupid. You have
1: family members who see people yes. standing in the room, yeah. but you've put a boundary basically with the other side, saying if you want me to channel the information, you can't show yourself in that way, it's got to be a projection of an image into my mind. Yeah,
0: it it has to be in here, but I feel them. There are definitely times when I have felt beings coming into the room, things like that. And again, put limits. Is it the same thing when you have
1: a psychic vision? I remember once you said to me way before I met my husband, my current husband, that my next relationship was going to be a really loving, wonderful relationship, that it was a man with two kids. And that he lived on the West Coast. This is before I even knew TJ existed, who, by the way, has two boys and lived uh, on the West Coast. So that was super specific. And you told me that I would say about 18 months before I met him. Is it the same thing? Are you how do you how did you know that?
0: They just start playing a movie. I, I don't necessarily. It's almost like you're watching a movie, but there's a lot of static when I don't know exactly what they look like, I I think they may have even shown it was like kind of Northern because I'll also get like a, like I'll get a warmth or I'll get a chill. It's a whole, it's a whole sensory thing. Yeah. Well, it does. It plays like a very fuzzy movie in my mind.
2: Yeah. You did say Northern California and he's from Tahoe. So if it's all of these different senses, have you, has your um, gift kind of expanded over the course of several years, or did you always just sort of know where you sense it in your body, like what that means? Did you, were you always able to tie all of the sensations you get together as you can now, or did that sort of grow with experience?
0: I originally started with all the senses, right? Feeling, sensing, hearing, right. not again, audibly, but within. Um, and then I shut them down. So what it's more like with me is reopening those abilities and getting comfortable and learning how to communicate and what works for me and what doesn't work for me. Now, there are things that we do as we continue to use them. They evolve. And you're like, oh, that's kind of new. But you always get a sense that it's really what you started with. And you're just incorporating and incorporating and incorporating.
1: Rea, there are a lot of people out there sort of faking it. There's some charlatans out there who tell you that they're going to tell you your future if you pay them a thousand dollars. How for our listeners, can you tell the difference between a real legit channel like yourself and a situation where you're being taken advantage
0: of? Pay attention to your spidey senses right Mm -hmm. now there there's a difference between getting information that you feel afraid of like when when i when you first came to me and i told you like i was getting it as a strong positive that you were already divorced divorced Yeah. yeah and and there was a fear response to that there's a difference between somebody's trying to scare you into something uh because I've, I've talked to others and I thought, I've never really just walked by a place and walked in when they had like the, you know, the, the psychic reading out on the door like that. And I did that in Georgetown one time with my daughter when she was very little. I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm studying all this stuff. That's another thing. If you sense it, study it. Just the information, we have the internet now. It's so much easier right. than when when I had to actually physically show up at the library or at the bookstore or something. So just... If you get an inclination, study it. Your, your truth will resonate with it, even if it's something you don't necessarily want to hear, right? So I remember walking in, I'm going to use the witch word, is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. We love it. Because <laughs> I also identify as that, <clears throat> just in a rebellious sense. I think a lot of us use the word witch as a form of rebellion, not necessarily yeah. a description, right?
2: Yeah, or to take it back. I was going to use yeah. it earlier, but I was fearing it would be offensive.
0: <laughs> it's No, it's it's some people, you know, they use it as an offensive still. Right. Um, but it's It is, you know, words that are negative that are being reclaimed by people who are of that. So I can use that. That is something that I have identified as since probably the late 80s, early 90s. Right. So that's one part. So I'm I'm saying this because of the what happened. So I went in to this person who did a read, and she started saying, "Oh, you have a curse on you, and if you give me a hundred bucks, I can I can remove the curse." Ah. And I looked at her and I just smiled and I said, "Thank you. I appreciate you letting me know, but I'm a witch, so I'm going to go home and remove the curse myself." (laughs) And she just mouth dropped open. I picked up my daughter who was little and i said thank you and i walked out
1: yeah so so if they're trying to hook you if there's fear involved and they're trying to scare you into an ongoing relationship with them that's a good sign that they're not legitimate did you have a curse on you or no
0: oh you know i went home and removed the malocchios because you know it's always good uh that's what the uh italians call the evil eye well italians let's just say the entire
1: mediterranean
0: Mediterranean, uh, Western Asian, uh, right. North. I'm using Caribbean. it. Can I get in on
2: it? Malocchio. Yes,
0: absolutely. So, <laughs> so it is the the evil eye that many many cultures um, and it's like you know what? Uh, let me just go home and do a malocchio removal. So, yeah, it's considered uh, jealousy or anger. Things that people project onto you can be considered. In our tradition, it can be considered uh, like a curse. People sometimes don't even know that they're doing it. When, somebody, when you're staring at somebody and you're like, oh, why do they get that and I don't get that? Mm, envy. Envy.
1: Envy is, I was listening to a podcast about the seven sins and how envy is was one of them and that, um, or is. And that envy basically just creates an energy of not wanting the best for the other person. So it's like sending them this negative energy has been called a curse, but really all it is, is you're sending someone negative energy and you can cleanse yourself of that energy is what you're saying.
0: Yeah. It's envy, jealousy, all of that. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's just, it's like you're putting negative larvae on them. and, Mm. And so that can, you know, somebody else can see that as a curse. How do you cleanse yourself of that energy? There's several different ways. I use the very understanding that Italian-American is different than Italian, but there are a lot of crossover. Invariably, it involves salt and olive oil. So, Mm. (laughs) I saw uh,
2: right after a very bad foot injury, I saw an intuitive healer, um, Mm -hmm. and she had spoken to me actually during the work on my foot, about some negative energy around me and in particular areas of my body and she actually gave me a pendant that was I didn't purchase from her she just gave it to me and said wear this whenever mm-hmm. you're in a situation where you're feeling uncomfortable and it will like kind of ward off any type of negative energy and cleanse yes. around you. I couldn't yeah. decide if I if I was on board or not
1: So I just want to um I want to make sure that we get to our reading. I want to ask oh, you yeah. one last question before we get to a reading you're going to so do excited. for Anushri. I was wondering if you could channel anything for our listeners right now just about, you know, that consciousness that wants us to evolve and to be well and thrive and and be in a sense of belonging with one another. Um, if there's any message for our listeners that
0: that you can get from that. We have an entire team of beings, as you know, and they are very, very cautious of me not starting a new religion. (laughs) I'll join. (laughs) See, that's the thing. People will join. When you start a religion, people join. And Uh we just want to be very, very aware of, this has been one of the hardest things. And some people will find it almost as insulting what they do. But if any pathway says that they are the one true pathway, step away. Yeah. Cult alert. Yes, exactly. And just because a cult has billions of people in it doesn't mean that it's not a cult. This Ooh, is a hot take. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Write that down, y'all. See, that's the thing. Everything starts as a cult. And when more and more people join it, then it becomes a religion, right? right. And I don't want to say anything negative about anything in particular, but if, if one of the most important things that you could possibly do is question. And I know we've been saying this since, how long have, have you heard a being saying, hey, get curious, hey, yes. study it, hey, question it. It's better to be rebellious than, than to just you know, allow somebody to spoon feed you stuff that works for them and doesn't work for you. And I know oh, that like I'm precautionary right now. And were you hoping for something hopeful? <laughs> that was beautiful.
1: No. I think the message I got is trust yourself and rebellion is not as negative as people who want you to conform
0: are telling you it is. Yeah. People who don't want, it to, don't want you to be rebellious have an agenda.
2: And follow your curiosity, which I think is oh, great,
0: which is also yes. links
2: back to what you do, Bean, and
0: about uh, yeah. working with your childhood self. Yes, study, study, study. Yeah. If you find something of interest, study it. Beautiful. Thank you for that
1: message. All right. So we're going to invite in Anushri. She's our one of our producers. She edits this podcast. She's- Insert clap track here again. Exactly. <laughs> she's volunteered herself because she's, Excited to meet Raya Anushri. Welcome to your first appearance on the pod. Hello. Happy to be here.
2: Hello.
1: I'm so excited you're on this side. How does it feel to be on this side of the camera and audio? Like I have so much power and control. Wow. (laughs) You do. Even off camera, you do. Um, Anushri, meet Raya. Hi. Hi. Uh, Raya's going to do, Raya, you're doing a tarot reading for Anushri? Mm-hmm. Yes, my very, okay. very, very, very old tarot. That, Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Melissa and I are going to get quiet and fade into the background and let you take it away.
0: Rhea? Okay. So what is your birthday? November 17th. So you are a Scorpio. Yes. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So did you have a particular question that you wanted to look at?
3: Yeah. I am starting on a new frontier of a relationship with my family, and I'm curious what lies ahead with that.
0: Okay. Now, when I use Tarot, sometimes, as you know, I channel or actually mediumship kind of stuff. However, with Tarot, it's everything at once. Mm. It's all things at once. So are you open to whatever information is coming through? Yes. Okay. And I say that when I'm on the phone, too, and I say that when I'm sitting right in front of you. What do you do if someone says says no? (laughs) (laughs) Well, then we just shut the whole thing down. (laughs) Which I am fine with, too. Okay. Now, you can't see it, but I used my hand. I I shuffle, I separate into three piles, and then I utilize my hand to see which one I feel the energy coming from. And one of the reasons I do that is it's kind of a shortcut to having to sit there and sense which one. So you're also embarking on something in looks like other September, sometime this fall. Where are you going this fall? It's showing. I'm going, going to going. New York. I'm moving across the country. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's really is your are your is your family there? No, my family's in California. Yeah. They're being very specific about the the importance of the timing of this. When you say that you're embarking on a new adventure, as it were, a new thing with your family, has there been a cutoff time? Was there a cutoff of some kind? What do you mean by a cutoff? Difficulty in communication to the point where you were almost shutting down. Yes, very much so. Okay. And I, that's why I say almost shutting down, because you kept the thread. Yes, because I didn't want to completely it was, sever it. Yeah. Right. And in keeping that thread, that was, I want to say it this way, I don't see abuse, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes when I see a shutdown like this, I might see, oh, yeah, we see why you did it. This feels much more like it's up in the head realm. When I say up in the head realm, it's a matter of the way people think, Mm -hmm. the way that they behave as far as... This is where I have to say that you were enacting some form of rebellion. Is that right? Somewhat, yeah. I
3: I would say it's the first time that I properly set boundaries with them
0: in my life. Right, and for for them, and for you, that was a form of rebellion. Mm-hmm. Rebellion, right? Yeah. You were rebelling against. I want to say tradition. Yeah, very much. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm. I this is where you're seeing me. Choosing my words carefully. Why so? Okay. Because I'm not of that tradition. Mm -hmm. And when I'm not of a tradition, I want to be very, very respectful of it. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to indicate negativity towards anyone's particular tradition. I want to respect that. However, what we're seeing here is that you yourself were questioning certain things and whether or not certain behaviors... Were something that you wanted to continue with. See, yeah. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm walking very careful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> walking very careful there to make sure that nothing gets insulted because it really does come down to s- people want to be comfortable. Yeah. And they want to follow their traditions and their culture. And that makes them feel comfortable. We have a, an innate human need to not be separated from our collective because it's a survival thing, Mm -hmm. but however we're very different now and we're evolving beyond certain limitations of of locality and now we can be anywhere. In this, you are reopening communications and it's almost like you're you're seeing them through different eyes now. Is that correct? Yeah. They're indicating something changed along the way that made you see them differently than you did before when you first. And let me just say, erecting boundaries as far as a form of rebellion is probably one of the healthiest things a person can do because you're, you're, you're not saying I'm throwing everything away and I'm being, you know, irrational. Mm -hmm. You're going, I need to decide what's healthy for me. Yeah. So I'm just going to kind of put up a little bit of barriers here and get you know, some healthy distance. Mm -hmm. And that is a very healthy form of rebellion. So what is it that occurred that made you feel like you could see them differently now? They reached out. They kind of put in some effort
3: to think about what they were feeling and express that to me in a much more loving and caring way. I mean, it wasn't perfect, right? But it was a lot more because usually it's on me to make amends. And I refused for a very long time. So this
0: feels like the first time that that, that's been from the other direction. Yes, and that is incredibly healthy. There is something, do you mind my asking, Mm. what is it that is so very, and if you don't want this, I guess they all can cut it out. What is it that made you so very different than the rest of your family?
3: I'm queer. That was a big one. Like that, I mean, immediately, I feel like existence was a form of rebellion, right? I think that I'm not quiet about what I perceive, and I have a very strong urge towards doing what I think is just, even in in situations in which it makes everyone uncomfortable. I also grew up here, and I am the only one in my family Direct family to have grown up in the United States, so that's also Your a huge
0: Yeah, yeah, first generation. Okay, so because we're on camera, I was not going to say that. I wanted if that's why I said, "May I ask?" Yeah, I can't out someone. Yes, right? yeah. <laughs> the person has to out themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we were privately with no cameras around, I might have indicated that this is where I was going. That then allowed the person to say it themselves. So I wanted to make sure that that was something that you said. Yes. I didn't say. Um, I'm very comfortable with sure. that being public knowledge, but right? it, it is at this point. So right, yeah. I want to be very, very respectful of it. Uh, I'm I'm queer myself, so uh, people announcing it for me—it's like <laughs> yeah, not your secret. Yeah, not your. Yes, exactly. That's that's mine. So with that, okay. So we can see that this is a big transition for everyone. And it does look like there are certain family members who are, who are having a hard time, right? They are having a hard time. But what they're getting is that the love is infinitely more important. There will be some difficulties with them moving forward. Yeah. Especially with you. You're in California right now.
3: No, I'm in Kansas right now, but I will be going back, just visiting a friend, but I will be going back to California next week, yes. Next week? Yeah. Okay, (laughs) because they were showing you in California. It's
0: like, oh. oh, I will be there in like a couple days, so yes. (laughs) So they are perceiving you physically in California at this moment. So, and in going in the fall to New York, you're going for work? Law school. Law school. Ultimately work, work, okay, Yes, Yes. Mm -hmm. ultimately work. This is going to be very, very financially good for you.
3: Mm.
0: Just letting you know. Very good. Uh, I know that you may have... You may believe that you're studying something... I'm sorry, we're getting off your family just a little second. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) You may believe you're going for a certain thing, but you're actually going to change it up a little as you continue to study, Mm -hmm. and that's fine. Just allow... It's like almost um, just allow yourself to be guided, mm. right? Doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that you were wrong. People think, oh, gosh, was I wrong when I started off on this path, and I, I, now they're confused. It's like, no, you needed to go here to get over here. Yeah, Like if you hadn't gone here, you couldn't get over there, so you had to go here so you could see over there. It's like climbing a mountain. You don't know w- which direction to go until you get to a certain level. And that's what you're doing. That's going to shift for you a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it is, even if you're not necessarily focused on the money of it, it is going to be very lucrative for you, which means you're going to be able to do things that you couldn't do in order to help. Yeah. Right? It puts you in a position that you can really be very generous with your finances as well as your time. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not selling out, you're actually putting yourself <laughs> in, in to a position where you can do the most good. Okay. Right? Your family is going to come along, but it's gonna be stop start. Okay. But understand that ultimately they truly want the best for you. Yeah. And they are fighting against a very long line of belief systems. Yeah that served people in the past but is we're evolving so it's not serving anymore and it is actually in some cases painful for certain certain people to go is that actually wrong yeah and i've been following something you know how it is when you wake up to something that you realize was wrong but you've been enacting from it all this time, yeah. And it, it's it, it can be almost physically painful. So they, there, that's what it is. They're going through growing pains, mm-hmm. and you don't have to tolerate bad behavior. We just want to verify that, yeah. You know, validate the fact that you do not have to tolerate bad behavior or anyone being abusive towards you in any way, sh- shape, or form. Go ahead and set healthy boundaries. Uh, you can do what we call limited contact mm-hmm. at times right to give them space to get closer to where you are and some members are going to be very very open once they've gone through a lot of these growing pains yeah you know they may they may they may march right alongside you mm-hmm. i don't know how long that will take because <laughs> we're getting a lot of major arcana here okay. meaning these are big shifts major arcana means they are they represent archetypes rather than the daily. Do you mind story.
3: telling me which they are?
0: I'm also starting
3: to go on my tarot yeah. journey, so yeah.
0: Yes, we are getting we are getting the star. We are getting um, the the emperor, which talks to me about. Again, we're not going to put anything down, but it talks about a certain mindset. Insert twenty minute patriarchy rant. My daughter <laughs> yeah. gave me that. I used to do 20 minute rants, and she's like, Can you just say insert 20 minute paper? Yes. So insert that. We're getting the hermit. We're getting justice. We're getting the moon, meaning when I get the moon, it means that people are really wrestling with something that they don't even register or know yet. They're, They're wrestling with their subconscious. Yeah. Things that were planted into their subconscious, and they don't even know. When they say it's a truth, they don't know that it was. Propaganda, yeah, the, the illusions yes. that bind them without them even knowing it. Yeah, yes, exactly. So we're getting the moon for them. Yeah, that's a lot of major arcana. That is a lot there. of major arcana <laughs> in a in a ten card layout. <gasps> okay. And why I said the fall is because we're getting this little guy right here. We're getting the Ace of Pentacles, mm-hmm. and that that can mean many different things. It can mean finances, but it can also in, be an indication of a time mm-hmm. period, which Pentacles represents. For me, it represents the fall if we're talking about time. So that's that's why I said the fall time.
3: Yes. It's gonna be two weeks from now. Soon. Yeah.
0: yeah. But the proper it'll it'll be the fall by the time yes. all the changes sink in. Yes. And did you have any other questions? From
3: no, you? I think are we out of time?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. would, I would, but I think we're
3: out of time.
0: <laughs> okay. So that's Main point being, they're going through growing pains, but they, uh, some of them will, will be right alongside you. Okay. Not all, but some. Uh, yeah.
3: That is comforting to hear.
1: Okay. Amazing. I'm so glad you did that because it is so clear how, um, how healing this uh, reading with you is. It's, you know, the gentle nature of, of the reading and not this, like, you know, giving her a forecast.
0: Yeah, it, one of the things that I get is that it's it's more important that the person hear me, rather than, you know, forcing down what I'm what I'm seeing, what I'm what I'm saying. It's just being able to communicate in a way that can be heard and that the person feels like they can take it in. You don't have to necessarily do anything with it right away, but just knowing that it's it's it gives you something to work on and to work with sort of like a a North star.
1: Awesome. What a ride. It's been so awesome to have you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me and Melissa about just the gifts that you have and that you bring to the world before we let you go. If anyone wants to reach out to you for readings, are you open to readings?
0: Uh, Yes, I do have a website. Okay, great. Tell us where people can find you. It is, I call it Auntie Rhea with it auntie with a T-I-E com.
1: awesome okay. and we actually are going to put that in our show notes so people can find you there and book a session with you I can tell you from personal experience it is life changing Raya has been the lighthouse in a lot of my storms so Raya not only thank you for today but obviously thank you for all your guidance over the last 10 years
0: you are very welcome and I love you very much
1: love you thank
2: you for coming on
1: okay anushri it has been a week since you had your reading with raya so we bean and i just thought we wanted to bring you back on to tell us now that you're a week away from your first tarot reading with raya how was it what what did you think what was tell us what's your reaction It
3: was so cool. It was the first psychic that I've ever been to. I haven't even, like, gotten my tarot read. Oh, wait, actually. No, that's not true. I have gotten my tarot read. But it was never by someone who's, like, expressly, like, I'm going to just throw things out there. Like things are going to come to me and I'm just going to predict things basically. Um, Yeah. And she was just super spot on. Uh, I mean like the way she immediately was like, oh, you're going somewhere. And I was like, yes, I am going somewhere. And that is basically defining my life at that moment, which I mean, I now it's post move, but it was right before the move. And yeah you know, I would like tell people about this and they'd be like, I want to be so skeptical, but how, how would she know these things? And I was like, yeah, she wouldn't, she's never met me before.
1: What is the thing you feel like she like knew that you were like, what, like that kind of like threw you for a loop?
3: She talked about how, like the specific relationship with my family, like, I didn't even say, Oh, we're, we were fighting or, Oh, you know, things were going wrong. I was just like, you know, there's new developments in my family. Right. And she was like, Oh, yeah. yeah, So um, you're rebelling against authority, and a long tradition of behaviors that don't serve you, or don't serve them. (laughs) And I was like, Yeah. And then she's like, Oh, but something recently, like just changed. And, And it was true. And it was just like, something had just recently changed, which is why I had asked the question in the first place.
1: I actually didn't even know that they had reached out Yeah, until Rhea said it. And then I texted you afterwards. And I was like, is that true? Did they reach out? And you were like, yeah, Yeah. your family reached out. I didn't even know any of the background. Your family reached out right
2: before that reading.
3: Yeah, right before that reading, they sent me like, paragraph, like long, long text messages. Like they're not very good. Usually, they're not very good with their words. So it's just like, it was completely out of character for that to happen. And it was also out of the blue, because I was just like, I was in I was in Kansas at the time. Like we weren't really like talking on, on a regular on the day-to-day, but it just came out of nowhere. And she
2: knew that. Wow. wow. Did her reading impact any of your decision
3: making after that? The thing, honestly, that I've been thinking about the most is how she says that I this move is gonna be really financially good for me. Which mm. is very exciting to think about, totally. but I'm also trying not to get my hopes up about it because she didn't, you know, she didn't give a time frame. Um, and the other thing is very this one I've really been keeping in mind on is she talked about how you know I might not be here for the reasons that I think I'm here for, and that I should be open to exploring. And so mm. I think I'm really thinking about that as I start law school and. To, as like a reminder to not tie myself too strongly to anything and just like explore as much as I can.
2: Which That's is probably cool. not what you would have done normally because going to law school, you're like hyper-focused.
3: Yeah. I think I probably would have, you know, without that reminder, I think I would have definitely been like, Oh, this is the idea of law yeah. that I want to do. I'll probably just like do those things particularly because there's so much going on and I'm like, Oh, I should really limit my focus. But if there's a time to explore, it's my first year, so it. might as well.
1: That's awesome. It sounds like the reading not only was spot on, but it opened you up in a way that you probably wouldn't have been.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think I I fight a lot of natural skepticism, right? But I've never been like, I trust you so much. Like, I trust what you're saying. I really want to go back to her and get like a full reading done. So hopefully soon. Oh, my God. Amazing. Well, you know what? I just
1: think it was really courageous of you to agree to this to have oh, a really. reading done in like a public Live. setting so Thank you for doing that. I'm glad that you got something out of it. I hope that our listeners got something out of it too. I really appreciate that you like let us put it out there.
3: Yeah, for sure. I you you know, I don't mind being vulnerable and it was a you know, a free little insight into my life which was helpful. So
2: so we're saying you should do your next one live also while we Oh watch. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not picking up what we're putting
1: down.
3: Okay, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I'll video record the whole session. Signal this content. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Anushra, I guess it's back to behind the scenes for you. Yes. Thank you for <laughs> making an appearance. Goodbye forever. No. <laughs> Bye. 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 This has been another episode of Signal, the podcast that raises your frequency. This podcast is co-hosted by me, Maury Fontanez, and Melissa Dushka. Special thanks to my production team, Anushree Sekajet, Arman Kasam, and Anais Islam. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. See you then.